ओम नमस्ते एवरीवन If you see in this word, whatever we discuss or we are interested is what these senses know. And that is why everyone is busy in worldly life because that what is the real purpose of life or at least we can say for a spiritual seeker, the real purpose of life is to know the truth, reality. Is not conceivable by senses, by mind, by body, and we don't see it around. So these types of affirmations, satsang, scriptures, someone who has found it, someone who has realized it, someone on this path becomes very, very important because then we move with people around us and first thing, they are not interested. Even if they are interested, they are interested not more than people are interested in watching movies, going to a restaurant to eat something, as one of the hobbies you can say. Spirituality is not more than that for most of the people. It is just one of the activities, going to the temple, going to the church or mosque. It is just one of the activities. It is not possible to know reality if it is just one of the activities. If this is only the purpose of life, and we have hundreds of purpose of life, if this is the only purpose of life or living in the body, so someone puts a gun on your head and says, what is you desire, what you love or what you will leave if you are being killed right now? And if you say liberation or whatever, if it just spontaneously comes to you, nothing else, then it is you are living in that purpose of life all the time. Anything less than that 
you will not get it and try to understand why because this mind is operating and showing us things only because of our interest in them no interest no desire no mind no mind no word word without word it is only reality in hindi there is a beautiful word for word sansara which means which is a constantly changing transition never stays the same like a myth like a mirage keep changing forms see everything in this world is like that changing mind our mind keeps changing others mind keeps changing relationships keeps changing and we put all our money on relationships and and our wealth and other things which are also changing sometimes we have sometimes we don't have if by some grace by wisdom we understand the purpose of life is to know the truth then that is the first step in this journey then you look how there are so many paths ways techniques you explore according to your own energy your own mental conditioning then you embark on a journey after testing few and success in any path depends on your honesty nothing else it doesn't depend on the guru that guru should be strong some people some people says the guru should pull me out and one day guru will find me so let me just do all the sorts of stupid things in this world one day i believe in god he will find me he will take me out it looks like someone speaks like that has surrendered but no it is laziness because you continue doing all sorts of crazy things in this world keeping the mind alive these are all techniques of mind to stay alive creating a story believing on that story putting emotions into it outside this story of the mind in reality we are all liberated and free and blissful and happy but you don't believe this you believe what the mind is saying that you are bound by relationships and job and body and disease to break this belief that this world is real and i am the body and i am the doer and i have these relationships and i was born and i will die breaking all this which everyone around us believes and we believe 
to break this all and to know the truth is, is a difficult task. It's not easy. You need grace, lot of grace. And Herculean efforts, lot of efforts, just that is my purpose of life. Constant remembrance all the time. Understanding that whatever is going to happen with this body and this word, if it is untrue, then how does it matter what is happening? So much convinced that truth should be known at any cost. If that is the way our heart feels, it is just a matter of second. Time taken to know truth is because of our millions of interest, conscious level, subconscious level. How we get affected by things around us, by people, their behavior, our own behavior, our own mind, how our thoughts guide us, how we are slave of these thoughts. This all shows how much we are in bondage. And to get out of all of this completely, we have to put intense efforts continuously. At the same time, we should have faith in that energy which has led us to this path with devotion, with surrender. And faith and efforts both works together. And lift this energy of consciousness from a very, very low level of energy as an individual soul from illusion to reality. We see animals, birds, plants around, how they operate. Do you think they operate by free will? They just are on auto mode. That power guides them, they do as destined. They travel thousands of kilometers, birds can fly, reaching the same spot every time. They haven't been to any school, they, have, they don't know anything about GPS. That Paramatman, that God, that Absolute takes care of everything. Then what about human beings? In human beings, he has given intellect, this mind, which gives us a feeling that I, I have a free will, I have a choice and I can do what I want. This type of feeling is good, but then it can make us go above our level of human consciousness or it can bring us lower than that to animalistic, very selfish, egoistic attitude. We can go either way. This choice is very dangerous. It can make us more divine or it can make us worse than animals. 
if we give up this choice and stay as a choiceless and be aware of whatever is going on, then we are sucked into that pure Brahman, not using this mind. Just staying like that. Whatever comes, whatever goes, whatever happens, staying in that unmoving. Unmoving stillness. What will happen if we stay in unmoving stillness? Mind will say, this is not right. Or that is wrong. How long mind will keep saying what it has to say? There will be time when mind will stop saying because no one is listening to it. Understand only ego listens to mind. Only ego. Not the self. Self is free from all the afflictions of mind. Looks as if the audio keeps going in and out. Um, I think there is some internet disturbance. Let's accept it. Whatever you can listen, rest you can contemplate. <laughs> As much praise comes to you and same equally insult comes to you. Sometimes it happens next moment, sometime next day. You wonder that people were liking me and suddenly this person doesn't like me. It is all God sent to keep you at equanimity. So <laughs> ego doesn't get energy from any praise. Everything you see in this world is for our benefit. Nothing is against us, understand this, nothing. There is no sabotage against us. Give up this paranoia that someone is going to deceive, take away your wealth, gossip behind you, even if they are doing, know that they are doing because God wants them to do like this so you become a better human being. 
If you keep this attitude, you will always be in bliss. I can't say about others who misbehave or wants bad of you, but you will be in constant supreme bliss. Just like God. People say God is dead, there is no God. They say all sorts of things to God. You think God comes and corrects them? Same, stay like that, always same. Sthit pragya, in your own, established in your own self all the time. Practice day in, day out, all the time. This is such a pure energy. If you stop arguing, stop putting your ego, egoistic attitudes in, in anything, bigger or smaller, slowly you will recede from all this domain of mind. This word is created by your mind. And our energy, our likes and dislikes are the two big batteries on which it operates. If there is no like, there is no dislike. The whole system shuts down. Understand, you are the operator. Accept insult, because whose insult? Body's insult, I am not the body. Ego's insult, I am not the ego. Praise, whose praise? You don't know. You are beyond praise and insult. I am telling you because these things makes us attached and react and respond to people and these thoughts continue and they come at middle of the night. Why that person said this thing 20 years ago? Who cares? We live all our life in mind and die in mind. What a shame. We stay slave of mind all our life here on this path of self-destruction. Understand this human birth is the rarest of rare. Use it diligently. Don't waste any moment of it. First find who you are. First find, is this real or is it dream? Know the truth. Once you have known the truth, then whatever time left, you can do whatever is there, whatever you want to do. But actually, you don't want to do anything. It's your mind. So if the mind gets dissolved, there's nothing else to do also. Bhagwan got enlightened at the age of 16, left body at the age of 70. There was nothing for him to do for that long. People came, they asked, he told. They didn't come. He didn't run after anyone. He was never looking for numbers that I should have one million disciples or whatever. Most of the time there were like six people, ten people. <laughs> now he, he in his samadhi would be laughing. There are like thousands of people every day when he's not there. When he was there in the body, 
there were like six people, ten people. In ashram, there were like five, six people staying. But even if he taught to one person and one person found truth, then it applies to even billions of people if they want to use method and to be free. Who am I is not a mantra. Some people have taken it as a mantra. Who am I is just to ask once. Once you ask, it is enough. You ask properly within you. It will take you to the source. Then just stay in the source. Then whatever tries to take you out of the source, just watch it. Constant practice. Day in, day out, all the time. One day the practice drops. No need to practice. You've got rid of all the thieves in your mind, all these thoughts. Mind without thoughts is no mind, only self. No complaint register left, so people can tell you and they can, it cannot register anything. No praise, no complaint, no past story, no planning for future. People say, because of prarabdha karma, what we did in last birth, some of those karmas we are utilizing in this life and everything is predestined. But not for a jnani because when ownership of the body is gone, then whatever is happening to the body is not happening to me is clearly realized. Then what is left, what karma then, for whom? When there is no intention, no sulkalp, no desire, then whose karma? Someone can say body is still doing it. So let body reap good or bad, punish it. I don't care because I am not the body. Jnani is free instantaneously from all the three types of karmas. Bhagwan used to put very nicely, if someone has three wives and he dies, then all the three gets widow immediately, not one by one. Or When you, when the one who is doing karmas has disappeared, then whose karma? Who will be punished? Let's say someone has done a crime. And now he is dead. Whom would you punish? 
which court can punish a dead man be the dead man in the living body destination of life is complete freedom complete freedom from everything freedom from the body freedom from the mind intellect ego people relationships all births everything just finish the end no more birth nothing tell me what new hobbies bhagwan acquired after enlightenment what new clothes was he wearing which places he traveled when he was living alone he was living like that when people started living around him he was living like that
living and abiding in truth is the easiest job if you stop listening to your mind it is very very easy but who can keep telling you please don't listen to your thoughts please don't follow your thoughts please listen to your silence and just be that maybe perhaps right somewhere and when thoughts comes with vengeance drowns you go into that room or put it in every room everywhere that you are that pure silence be in that silence listen to the silence when the mind gives excuses that no others are doing this to me i am in silence then understand these others are also creation of your own mind you are still believing on your mind in bhagwan's word also lot of people came to argue with him to fight with him even to kill him do you know this but he just stayed as it is as arunachala didn't move he was following exactly like his father arunachala and because he is our guru we should be exactly like him unmoving undeterred staying like arunachala whatever comes and goes and then what will happen is that arunachala within us will unfold it will take over everything not just take over it will take care of this body in the best possible way don't underestimate power of arunachala spiritual center of the whole cosmos if it can take care of everything then this body we have to give it to ego to take care and this ego which has always insulted us always caused us trouble suffering unhappiness issues with relationships you still trust this ego trust that form of shiva arunachala which a gyani like bhagwan trusted after realization so he didn't go to gain anything he already gained everything but he just wanted to spend time there 
all his life. Try to understand that he went there not just to teach you self-inquiry, also to tell you about significance of Arunachala. If you take out Bhagawan from the equation, how many people would have known Arunachala? Though it is written in Puranas, in Shastras, old scriptures, thousands of years old scriptures about significance of Arunachala, but who knows? He came there just to tell us. Otherwise, he could have taught us self-inquiry from Madurai itself. You know, when people open ashram or do something, they, they also create a statue or a temple or something as a legacy or as a place where you can go and you can absorb in that silence. Bhagwan gave us whole Arunachala. told us it's there, you can go anytime, anyone can go. You don't even have to go there, just remembering is enough. This silenced awareness is us. All of us are this silent awareness. Silent awareness has no thoughts. It can never have any thoughts. It has no emotions. And it has no movement. It has no friends, no enemies, nothing. It is not doing anything for itself or anyone else. Just pure energy. But without doing, it does everything. Without intention, it helps everyone. This is the beauty of it. It is very difficult to understand this by mind. Only if you tap into this energy, you will know what it is. How beautiful, divine, with infinite power, 
it can do anything but still gyani lives on begging one piece of cloth with a deceased body showing all the limitations of a normal human being to show you that in spite of all this you can be in bliss curing doing miracles on thousands but not on his or her own body no intention others get cured because they come with an intention to get cured with their ego and they come in that energy field which cures them but gyani has zero intention no intention it leaves everything to whatever is happening without any personal intention of any kind understand any personal intention makes us separate from that energy he never displayed any siddhis any powers he kept everything very hidden he wanted to live a life of ordinary person who is realized sometimes some realized people show these powers to attract crowd he had no intention of that maybe their intention is also pure to attract crowd and then help them i don't know but he stayed grounded always we all can tap into this awareness right now it is everywhere only promise you have to make to this awareness is that you will keep your mouth shut mind shut and even if the mind is saying you are not following anything you are just staying like a dry leaf in the wind wherever it takes no personal desires no personal intentions no likes or dislikes and if because of habit of eating something there is a like or anything which you can say comes from personal habit or conditioning and whatever the consequences he has left everything to that whatever happens happens
to know bhagwan you have to be bhagwan less than that we are just beating around the bush so practice to be bhagwan all the time all the time remembering that bhagwan in our heart all the time by keeping our eyes inner eyes there all the time our constant attention to our heart lights up this fire fire of knowledge initially it's flickering sometimes you see sometimes you feel sometimes you cross sometimes you don't and then your constant attention to that it makes it so solid an eternal that no need for any practice wherever life takes you this fire goes with that now nothing can turn it off it is eternal pure light it burns all our wrong tendencies just by giving ego the door out ego disappears this light finishes ego instantaneously then this body in reality becomes instrument of god once you realize there is no other purpose left but still you can say that body is being utilized in the most meaningful way to convey what the truth is what is this reality how to tap into it every realized person speaks a different language maybe it is good for the people of that age or perhaps that location or the one who listens to it it gives a variety even in the same domain it fine tunes in its own way things who knows how why and to whom and whom this energy chooses to be free who will listen and who will get free even that body cannot choose 
otherwise it can choose the people closest living in family maybe friends maybe people who attend satsang every day but someone listening maybe once can get everything instantaneously who knows so that absolute chooses also that who listens and how it works and how someone gets through even that body has no right to choose anyone seen bhagwan's case people came poorest of poor they got but perhaps only his mother in his family who became son's devotee buddha's closest disciple couldn't get it everyone got it nobody can choose you can't say who will get it nobody knows i would say anybody can get when the kripa is there grace is there when your faith is there when devotion is there when openness is there somehow when the stars are all aligned in one line it just happens otherwise there is no merit all of us have done some sin or the other all of us are liars we have lied to someone somewhere sometime big or small done stupid mistakes so don't think <laughs> law of karma makes you free no then we can never be free it is love which makes us free that pure love comes from heart which breaks all these locks of bondages and this energy is pure love you start loving yourself you start loving everyone but you don't go out and hug perhaps some people do that also when they get that energy but it doesn't matter spend as much time as possible in this life in solitude with your own self and you will get it because it is closest to us it is there with us all the time though our attention is on thoughts mind and this world and he is right behind all this and our attention is on the reflection of that energy going through the mind how foolish we are while that purest of pure is there just behind this mind standing in silence all the time never sleeps and we follow this mind 
which sometimes sleeps, sometimes dreams, sometimes awake. When awake, it's more troublesome, keeps us on our toes, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. Brings all this information about people, all stupid information. Makes us paranoid, alert, restless. Give up this friendship and be what you are. Recognize your true, true form. Silence is not something dull. Silence is alive. It is bliss. It is divine. It is love. It has created everything, including mind. Yet it is uninvolved. Always meditate on this. Make purpose of your life to know this. Before your last breath. But don't leave it for last breath. Try now so you just finish this. More intensely you think about it, more eager you want to know about it, more quicker you will get it. If you are 60 years of age and you think, oh, I live till 90, I have 30 years, then maybe you will get when you will turn 90. Because there is no urgency. Sometimes people suffering from terminal illness get it very quickly. Because doctor has said you have only three months to live. And if let's say that person was a spiritual seeker, he will get it very quickly because much, not much time left in this body. Only three months or two months or one month. I know so many people says spirituality is for old age. But I have seen in old age, old age diseases comes to the body and so many other issues and you have conditioned your mind for all till that age. Now to get rid of all this, so much of garbage is there. And there is not much enough energy in the body to be awake, alert and to pay attention and do this all inquiry. And then who knows, you might die young. You want to start this at the age of 80 and you die at the age of 50 then? But if you see, all these jnanis have realized at such a young age, Bhagwan at the age of 16, Shankaracharya, I don't know, maybe when he was in his teenage again, Anand Mai Ma, when she was not even teenage, in her eight years of age. 
Neem Karoli Baba, nobody knows, but maybe in his 20s. So what I'm saying is there is no point in following these advices from your mind to postpone it for any reason. In Hinduism, they say that after 100,000, no, after 84,000, but Chaurasi lakh, 840,000, I think. I'm not very clear about it. 840,000 different species. You're born as a human being. And then again, you go through the same cycle. We are fortunate to be in this birth as a human being having little bit of intellect to understand what spirituality is and there's some thing which can get us out of it. And then we know there are some certain paths which we can follow and can finish this story. And then you see a path, you go on it, stick to it and just do it. They say three things are important, a human birth, interest in it, and a teacher or a guru or teaching. If three are there, then there's nothing else to be left to know. I would say if you are really serious, then make this as your only purpose. Rest other purpose will take care of themselves. They are all mundane part of this mind dream. As you dream at night and something happens or not happens, same like that, this will happen or not happen. People who ask purpose of life on Bhagwan's time, there were two world wars. And then independence of India. And people came to see him not to take his advice, but to advise him that what is he doing sitting in a cave and country needs independence and the second world war is happening and what is he doing here, you know. If he's so knowledgeable, why don't he help country to get independence. And he said, see who needs liberation. <laughs> These images need liberation. Who are you? Our mind give importance to different events and things. Be in that silence all the time. 
pay attention to silence even when the mind is active thoughts are coming things are happening things are pulling you just watch this trauma but don't give energy of that undifferentiated pure keep it there attention it is like when this mind start looking into its, its structure it just gets melted away the moment it sees the origin coming from the source the ego bows down its head it cannot sustain that energy this energy is so pure that thing like ego do you think can survive no when the light of all lights is there shining in your heart then no darkness is left no ignorance is left an ego comes into being only in ignorance in darkness pay your attention to your heart this is more than enough don't take it in a literal sense that paying attention on some chakra in the heart area it means bring your energy from your mind to the heart which is just awareness of things trust your heart trust yourself be a devotee of your own self be like a madman talking to himself or herself staying happy within and all talk should happen in silence otherwise people will really think you are mad if you are talking to yourself be in your silence love your silence love your company in no time all this mind ego this all will disappear the word which is biting you troubling you will drop away and you will realize this was my own mistake i was giving energy to everything hold this energy in your heart om namo bhagavate shri arunachal ramanaya om om shanti shanti Thank you everyone thank you thank you